For over 20 years, she has been a strong advocate for personal development, as well as a passionate mentor to both men and women in the network marketing industry. Please welcome your host, Vanessa Hunter. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Guest Grace and Gratitude podcast. My guest today, I'm super excited because she's finally agreed to be interviewed. My guest today is Jody Bateman, and Jody is the co-owner of Send Out Cards along with her husband, Cody. And uh, one of the things that this is what comes to mind, every time I think about Jody, I think of this saying, and I know you've all heard this, they say that behind every great man is a strong woman, and that is definitely the case with the Batemans. So today, we're going to dig in and peel back the layers and find out what makes this dynamic woman such a powerhouse. So welcome to the call, Jody. Thank you, Vanessa. Thanks for having me on here. I'm so excited that we finally have you on here. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry it took me so long. <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. Let's jump right in because I know there are a lot of people listening that really love um you inspire so many people. It's interesting. I was speaking to um to Cody earlier today. We were talking about just the the different dynamics of different people. And and your name came up because you inspire so many people, and yet you're such a humble, humble person. And I don't think that you realize really the effect that you have on so many people in the field and so many people that look up to you and, and look to your words of wisdom. You you just are such a, a beacon of light for so many people. So for that, I thank you. Oh, you're so sweet. I don't know that I'm really that, but I try. <laughs> <laughs> you definitely do. And that's the thing about you, Jody, is that you are so humble that you don't even know the effect, the positive effect that you're having on people. Um, for example, I've seen loads and loads of posts on social media, and I've heard people talk about you and, and how grateful they are that you and Cody uh, created Send Out Cards in the very beginning, uh, not only to allow people to act on their promptings, but equally, they're equally grateful for the fact that you're providing a vehicle for financial success for so many people. Um, so I think my first question to you is, do you feel pressure um, do you feel pressure in knowing that? Do you feel pressure that so many, you know, we're talking hundreds of thousands of customers and distributors depend on you and depend on what you've created here? Does that make you feel pressure? You know, that is a very interesting question because today you picked a good day to ask me that question. <laughs> there are <laughs> days when you do feel the pressure. And um, I focus more on I just feel so blessed. Cody and I both feel so blessed with the people that are attracted to send out cards, the distributors, the friends that we've made, and the way that they are changing other people's lives. I think I think that is what gets us through the discouraging times or the times where it's pressure and you feel like everything's falling apart and, you know, you have those days. Everybody has those days regardless of what you yeah. do. But um, I just, I count on that because the power of a greeting card. It's funny because I think it was two days ago, Cody and I were just backing out of the garage and we've had a lot going on and I've been stressed at home and, you know, grandkids in and out and Whitney, she's been finishing her home. So 
there was literally two days where we didn't have sleep, and I don't do well without sleep. <laughs> and Cody <laughs> knew that I was stressed, got me in the car, and we were just going to go to dinner. And I had the mail in the little car seat that I have in the back. So as I turned back out of the garage, I saw it, and there was a greeting card, and I grabbed it, and I said, oh, here, open this and read it. And I cannot tell you what that did to me. It was just one of those moments where, you know what, we're okay. It's okay. Somebody actually mm-hmm. reached out in kindness and lifted our spirits that day. And that's what it's all about. So how can you really mm-hmm. get discouraged? You just have to keep plugging along and making it happen. And it's amazing to see all the people that are involved in it. And we just are so grateful. There's so many people that are making this dream come true. Mm-hmm. It is so true. And I was, when we were chatting earlier today, I was talking about the fact that what fills my bucket, you know, we can all, like you said, we can all get bogged down in the day-to-day minutiae, you know, the things, oh, Mm -hmm. there's a typo on this document or something didn't post correctly or we don't have something functioning correctly. And and so you can get bogged down by the day-to-day minutiae of all the things that happen on a daily basis. But what always inspires me and what always fills up my bucket is spending time in the field, spending time with the distributors, whether it's talking to them on the phone or going to an event or listening to their stories or getting a text from one of them. That really fills up my bucket, and that really makes me feel – it makes me want to work harder, and it makes me want to do more um, because I feel I feel like they're depending on us. You know, they're depending on us to to make sure that things go well for them. So – so, and I'm sure you feel the same way, but I think in your case, you, you do have a lot of exposure to a lot of friends that you've made over the years through send out cards. And I'm wondering if you have that same experience when you're talking to them, um, getting, you know, just getting that, those warm vibes and that positive feeling from them on a daily basis. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I, Facebook is probably one of the quickest ways to fill that, but um, going to the events, going to um, On the Road with Cody, probably in the early days was one of the most, I don't know, it was one of my saving graces, I guess I should say, because it was so much work in the beginning. It was so hard to run production, get production out, and, you know, funds were short, and you were just making things work. I remember Dave tells the story of, pulling those suitcases through the airport and all the audio equipment and all of that. And it was blood, sweat, and tears. <laughs> but once we <laughs> finally got to that event, just the power of the beautiful people that walked in that room, it made it all worth it. And there are so many little stories of people, you know, things that I personally was going through at the time. And when I went to an event, it's funny how you attract those kind of people that are kind of going through the same thing or have gone through the same thing. And in the early days, it was raising teenagers. And I can't tell you the friends that I made that helped me through those times. And they were just yeah, blessing in disguise. So definitely <laughs> being, around the, being around the distributors, I don't even like to call them distributors. They're my friends and my family. So if I can get a chance to do that, I – try my hardest to get there so 
So do I. So do I. I feel mm-hmm. like um, I tell the story often of the very first send out cards like that that I went to. It was a Treat 'Em Right seminar in Denver. And um, it was the very first event that I had been to. And, you know, I had come from an industry, a nutrition industry. So we, well, let me just say that going into those events, people always seem to have, you know, physical problems. And they always seem to have, they seem to be looking for something. And they seem to come from a different uh, space. Then when I walked into the Send Out Cards event, um, I literally could not believe the difference in the energy that I felt in that room just just walking into the room. And I know I didn't know anybody. I didn't know a single soul that was in there um, <laughs> except for Cody. And um, and so I just it was such an amazing feeling of that kind-hearted, warm feeling that you get. And I've never felt anything like it in my life. It was just amazing. I think this company has such an incredible, incredible culture. So it's really amazing to me. Um, You mentioned mentioned your, your children before, and you mentioned raising teenagers and going to events and being able to bond with other people. You juggled that for quite a while when you were in the depths of of building sent out cards. Your kids were probably at an age where they needed you um, desperately, and you were able to be there, not only be there for them, but, I mean, they're all three amazing, amazing kids and, and adults now uh, with their own children. <laughs> but um, But I would like to know what advice that you would give to young mothers who are in a similar situation where you're feeling – the obligation of building the business, but also the obligation of raising a family. Um, you know, when I when we first started, we just made it a. It was just part of our deal. The kids came with us. We were together. We were always together. Um, and in the beginning, when they were little, I I I value work. I was taught to work. My parents were raised on farms and. They just, that's what we did. In our free time, we worked. And so when Cody and I started having kids, that was important to both of us. And that's what they did from the time they were little. They learned how to work. And we made it fun. And doing send out cards, I know a lot of you have probably heard the story of me picking the kids up from grade school. All three of them are in the back. And I hand the mail bucket back there. And they're licking the envelope, filling and putting stamps on so we can get production in the mail. So, <laughs> so we just always had them with us. We made a, a part of us. And, you know, the other day I was on Facebook and Melissa Barlock had her kids go to an event with her. And I thought, you know, that is exactly how it works with your little kids. Mm-hmm. And she's told stories about how Braden and – um Uh-oh, her name just left me. Lauren. Her daughter. Lauren, yes. Lauren. How they've written their, yeah, Lauren. How they have written their I am statements. And it is just so empowering when I see these young kids start early with their I am statements. And being a part of a family, you're together. That's the most important part. So if you're working, if you're playing, as long as you're together, I think that's what makes it work. So, and I'm not saying it wasn't stressful. It was hard. It was really hard because you were torn half the time. So, like, you had to be in a million different places at once. But you make it work. 
and I think that's really the key, having them there with you, because then you then you're feeling like, okay, well, I'm spending time with them, and I'm still doing what I need to do to make the business work. So that's, mm-hmm. a, that's a great point. Great point. So with that, it, it, and obviously, you know, you're you've got three fantastic kids who each are, have such dynamic and cool qualities. Every single one of them, they're just such cool people, you know. Um, and I know that that you've said that they inspire you. Aside from your family, aside from your kids and from Cody, who who inspires you? Oh, wow. How do you put names to that? So many people. In fact, one of the things that I'm really focusing on now, and this is maybe off point a little bit, Vanessa, and I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's I, fine. When I married Cody, I realized how competitive men can be. And <laughs> <laughs> it was really hard for me. Like, even when our boys got old enough to start riding snowmobiles and four-wheelers with Cody. It was just, I felt like they weren't having fun. It was who's going to win. And it just became this whole different picture in my mind. And because of that, I thought, you know, how can you be competitive and still enjoy the life you're living? It's kind of something that's come into my life in the last little while. So I'm very aware of it. And I thought, how are are we? Am I personally letting other people discourage me or inspire me? I think in being competitive in life and trying to reach our goals, I think the worst thing we can do is be discouraged by others who have succeeded. Why can't we be inspired by them, you know, to reach our goals? They did this. I can do that. Because the way I was... I don't know. I'm, I'm, I grew up really insecure and I would just get so discouraged. You know, I would see the valedictorian speaking and it was like, I, I could never do that. I'll never do that. I told myself that all the time. And the jealousy that that creates between especially women is so damaging. So I have chosen to change, to get discour- the discouraged word out of my mind and focus more on being inspired by others and on the flip side of that are we discouraging others or are we inspiring others so that's kind of what I I can't remember your question now Vanessa what was your question (laughs) (laughs) who inspires you so so that's right along yeah (laughs) so basically everyone inspires me it's it's amazing in this day and age I grew up in a small little town and everybody knew everybody, and you waved to everyone. You know, your arm would get tired because you were driving down the street waving to everyone. That is so rare these days. You just don't find that. Mm-hmm. So when I do, like in the grocery store, pass me and they smile at me. It's like, geez, what's your problem? <laughs> it's just so out of the ordinary. So now when they do that, I try really hard to have a gracious, kind comeback to them. How's your day? Whatever. And I just think that is so powerful these days because there's so many people going through trials and that are people that are unhappy. So why can't we make it a better place? So mm-hmm. I think all a lot of people inspire me. Happy people, people with smiles on their faces. There's so many. Yeah, it's so true. 
And I think that um, you brought up a great point with the with whether or not people are inspiring you or you're being inspired by people or getting discouraged by people. And it does come back to that competitive, the, the competitive nature. And I think it's across the board, men and women. I think there's just a, mm-hmm. there's, um, and, and psychologists will tell you, well, that's because you have a healthy ego, you know, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. that, that you, you know, that you feel competitive and you feel like you deserve certain things. And, and a psychologist will say, well, that's a healthy ego, feeling like you deserve good things to happen to you at the same time. Um, but I mm-hmm. think that there's a, um, there's a, there's a couple things that come to mind when I think about this. One is the fact that women, I do feel like there is a scarcity of encouragement among women. There's a scarcity in us praising each other. And, um, it, in the more we can do that, the more we, the more we receive it, the more we give it. And it's a, it's a cycle as well. The more we give it, the more we receive it. So mm-hmm. if we can, as women, really support and encourage each other and be happy for other people's victories and, and be happy when we see people, you know, and it's frustrating when you, when you've had a rough day, when you've had a really difficult day and you see people, you know, out having a great time and you're thinking, well, I slogged away all day, you know, <laughs> and they're out, you know, enjoying the beach or something. And, and you, there is a little bit of, a, a, you can call it comp- competition, you can call it jealousy, you can mm. call it whatever. But the fact is there's a little bit of envy there that, you know, but but I go back to the fact that oftentimes, and particularly on social media, you're seeing someone's highlight reel. You're not seeing, they're mm-hmm. not posting their struggles. So you're not, they didn't, you don't know they stubbed their toe and wrecked their car and all the other things that happened that day <laughs> because they mm-hmm. only post the highlight, highlight reel, right? They're not, they're not yeah. posting the struggles that they face on a daily basis. And I talk, and I say this all the time. And, you know, I, my husband and I were talking about this recently. Don't compare your life to someone else's highlight reel. You know, everyone yeah. has stuff that that's going on. Everybody has their mud that they have to truck through. And everyone has their challenges on a daily basis. And what seems to be a perfect life, a perfect vacation, a perfect whatever, um, you don't know what it took to get there. <laughs> you know? Oh no, you do not. <laughs> <laughs> and so I know that people, and and people probably see that in you as well. They see you, you you you're always poised. You're all you look perfect. You're you're just amazing, and and people see that and think, well, Jody Bateman, she could never have a rough day. And what's your response <laughs> to that? <laughs> That's kind of funny. <laughs> no. <laughs> everything that you just said when you said people are at the beach I'm thinking how many times this year have I said I have been gypped out of my summer I have not had my summer I want it back <laughs> oh, it's so true <laughs> it is you know I remember in the early days when Cody would go and do these treat him right seminars and I'm sitting in the back and he's saying I have a thousand dollars in my money clip. <laughs> and I'm back there going, No, you do not. <laughs> you spent that thousand dollars getting down here to do the right seminar. <laughs> but I just remember thinking, these are his I am statements. I have to believe in him, I have to believe in them. 
and then I started writing my own. Because people, you know, well, how can I state something that isn't true? When he first started doing the I am statements, I couldn't believe the reactions people would get. Mm-hmm. Like that they didn't deserve it or it'll never happen or I don't know. I think I think society we tend to be a little bit more negative than we probably should be. So when he was doing that, I'm in fact thinking, okay, I don't know how we're going to pay our bills this month, but you go ahead and you say what you're saying about this. <laughs> when it started happening, it was really a test of me. I I'm a doubting person, I always have been. But when things started happening that he has and his I am statement started coming true, it was how can I help him not join him? You know, make me more Yeah. We're having a bit so, of a hard time hearing you. Are you uh oh. We're having a little know. bit of a struggle. So Sorry. um can, can but you yes, hear me I, I hear what you're much better, much better. I hear oh. what you're saying about the power of the I am statements. And when people first start saying things, they they're saying what they want to be true, not necessarily what is a fact at the moment. Yeah. And yeah. so mm-hmm. but when you see those I am statements like you were just saying, when you see them come true, when you know that somebody's had an I am statement for months on end and then finally it is true. When he's finally standing on stage saying I have a $100 bill or $1,000 in my wallet or whatever it is, all of a sudden you're like in my money clip, you say, uh, he actually does today. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that came true. <laughs> yeah. That is, so. it's amazing. It's, it's crazy how it happens, but they work. That is cool. That's really good. Um, so we've got time for a couple of more um things. I want to uh, here's a, a kind of rapid fire, rapid fire questions here. Uh, first of all, okay. what are some of your hobbies? Oh my, I love yard work. I used to love to garden, but we don't have one anymore. <laughs> um, I love to water ski. I love to lay at the pool. I love. I don't know. I just love anything new. I I just love to be inspired by something, see something that I love and learn how to do it. So I have a lot Very of – I cool. love to take something that's broken and fix it. I My grandma taught me to do that, and it's fun. It's fun seeing what you can do to bring life to something old. So that's probably my favorite thing. That's very cool. What's your biggest fear? Oh, geez. You're talking to the worst, <laughs> most fearful person sometimes. <laughs> my biggest fear. What is my biggest fear? Hmm. Um, speaking on stage. <laughs> <laughs> and you did such I a great it. job. <laughs> mm, I don't know about that, but yeah, that would be my oh, biggest fear. Oh my goodness. Convention last year, <laughs> most fantastic, fantastic speech. It was awesome. So oh, I don't know why you have a fear of that. I I really don't because you are amazing. All right, mm. if you could choose one superpower, what would it be? Hmm. Can I make up my own superpower? <laughs> Absolutely. Just to bring happiness to everyone. 
That is cool. Bring happiness. See, you're so sweet and genuine. My superpower is I'd like to be invisible. <laughs> oh, I like that I'd like one to be too. Able to, I'd like to be able to turn myself invisible so that I could, you know, kind of sneak around and, and walk down hallways without anybody seeing me and things like that. So I love the I – like uh, have, have you seen the Harry question. Potter movies with the cloak? Where they have the uh-huh. the cloak that they put on top and they turn invisible. I think that's the coolest. <laughs> that's a great one. I like it. <laughs> that is fun. Um, let me ask you this one. This is going to be a tough one. If you could have dinner with two non-family members, who would they be? Um, two. Mother Teresa. There you go. And it can't be family and it can't be anybody here. Let's see. Who else? That is a tough one, Vanessa. I know. <laughs> um. Oh, Walt Disney. There you go. Oh, awesome. Very good. I love that. <laughs> I love that. Mm. I love that because it speaks to your kind-hearted giving side and it also speaks to your playful side, your whimsical side. So those are two (laughs) great choices. Very good. So last, I want to ask you one last question as we close this out because we've come to the bottom of the hour. Um, If you could give one piece of advice to someone who's just learning about send out cards, what would it be? Just learning about it, huh? Um, don't quit. Ah, find, find, find your passion, I guess. Find your passion and what works for you. That is awesome. I think so many times people get in and they think, oh, I'm going to do what Jordan does or I'm going to do what so-and-so does or, you know, they have to find what works for them. And usually they become very successful when they do that. That's so true, and I'm sure you've seen that a lot over the years, people that get in and, and finally find their niche or their path or or what makes them, you know, when I think about somebody finding their passion, I always hear Cody's words in my head about finding your greatness, you know, finding the genius within and tapping into that and giving it away. And I mm-hmm. think it's such a powerful statement. When someone says that, it's so incredibly powerful because – you know, a lot of us go through life, and, and and regardless of what your upbringing is, there are obstacles along the way, and a lot of people don't feel empowered as they come to, as they join network marketing. Um, some of them are looking for a way out. Some of them are looking for a way um, to make additional income. Some of them are looking for personal fulfillment or recognition, and there are so many different reasons that people are drawn to this profession and I think it's really, really important that uh, that they hear the message that they are, that they're enough, that they ha- that they have yep. more to offer the world than what they give themselves credit for. That is so true, very true. I don't know if you have heard of Allison Levine. Have you heard of her? No. She's one of the first women to uh, climb Mount Everest, and Whitney actually introduced me to um, some podcasts from a guy, and I had his name written down, but I can't find it, 
But I just listened to the podcast where he interviewed her, and oh my goodness, it is so amazing. If every woman could listen to that, answer all your questions, it would just be, it would be so inspiring. So inspiring. Oh, so that is cool. Del Partridge. Del Partridge is the one that does the uh, podcast, and he interviewed okay. her. It was amazing. She had great one-liners. She had very encouraging words. It was so cool. So that is cool. That is cool. Well, we'll if we can find that, we'll put a link to it um, below this podcast. So we'll put that. Oh, that'd be awesome. So that people can, yeah. So people can click on that. All right, Jody. Well, oh my goodness. I mean, we could go back and forth and back and forth, and we'll have to have part two, part three, part four, part five. Okay. <laughs> Deal. <laughs> All right. Good plan. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so, so thank much. Thank you so Vanessa. much for joining. This has been fantastic. I want to remind all the listeners that this podcast takes place once a month and features men and women both inside and outside of our network marketing profession. And um, we're also hosting a monthly forum call where we have a group discussion about the various topics facing women in business today. So if you haven't had a chance to listen to the podcast interviews and the forum calls, I invite you to do so. Just go to gutsgraceandgratitude.podbean.com. Also, please join the ongoing discussion in the GGG forum. That's G-G-G-F-O-R-U-M group on Facebook. And again, Jody, thank you so much for sharing with us today. It's truly been a pleasure to uh, peel back the layers and discover more about you. You're such an incredible lady. Thank you so much. Oh, you are a sweetheart. Thanks for having me. 